European Heart Journal Case Reports 2022. I'm Sophia Katak, podcast editor. Today I'll be talking about a case report by Dominic Chenka, Milos Kubanek, Michael Kudla, Nevenka Sola, and Joseph Kortzner from the Institute of Clinical and Experimental Medicine, Prague, titled Adrenal Phalcomocytoma as a Rare Cause of Reversible Left Ventricular Systolic Dysfunction and Malignant Arrhythmias, a case series. Phalchromocytomas are rare neuroendocrine tumours arising from chromaffin tissues in the adrenal medulla. They are usually unilateral in about 80% of cases, but can also be bilateral or outside the adrenal gland in around 10% cases. They have an annual incidence of 2 to 8 cases per 1 million per year in general population. The classic triad of symptoms of patients with phalchromocytoma include headaches, sweating and palpitations. However, the presentation is usually vague, therefore interpretation of symptoms and signs may be difficult, resulting in a delay in diagnosis. Phalchromocytomas secrete excessive amounts of catecholamines, which may cause cardiac dysfunction. Commonest cardiac presentation is uncontrolled fluctuating high blood pressure. Other manifestations include myocarditis, cardiomyopathy, stroke and cardiac arrhythmias. Different types of tachyarrhythmias have been reported with phalchromocytomas. Decreased cardiac function can be reversible with resection of tumour and therefore early diagnosis and treatment can be life-saving in these cases. This case series describes two cases of atypical presentation of phalchromocytoma with initial cardiac arrest due to ventricular fibrillation and severe left ventricular systolic dysfunction. Case 1. A 37-year-old female was admitted to hospital after successful cardiopulmonary resuscitation for ventricular fibrillation. She had no known past medical history of note, apart from a history of palpitations previously, for which she had undergone 24-hour tape and echocardiogram, both of which were normal. On this admission, emergency medical services were called to see the patient for sudden weakness and palpitations. The patient was found in fast polymorphic ventricular tachycardia, which then degenerated to VF. She had two shocks given followed by 300 mg of amiodarone, resulting in return of spontaneous circulation. On admission to hospital, she had a blood pressure of 123 over 84 mm of mercury. Her ECG showed 1 to 2 mm of ST depression in the infralateral leaves with a normal QTC interval. Echocardiogram revealed moderate LV dysfunction with ejection fraction of 40% and hypokinesia of the basal and mid-segments and hypercontractility of the apex. As a result of these findings, patient had coronary angiogram, but this showed unobstructed coronary arteries. Blood tests showed leukocytosis with high white cell count of 20.1 and mild metabolic acidosis. Proponents were raised, with highest being 37.29 myograms per litre, normal being less than 0.04. She was intubated on admission and extubated three days later. Subsequent echocardiograms revealed normalization of the left ventricular function with only mild hypokinesia of the basal segments. Cardiac MRI only showed a thin subepicardial strip of late gadolinium enhancement in the basal left ventricular inferior wall. Electrophysiological study revealed short bursts of polymorphic VT on programmed ventricular stimulation. After extensive investigations described, the probable diagnosis was stress-induced cardiomyopathy. Secondary prevention, ICD was implanted and the patient was discharged home on bisoprolol and ivabrodine. She represented 13 months later with acute pulmonary edema. She was found to have a raised blood pressure of 230 over 130 millimeters of mercury with spontaneous drop to normal values. Echocardiography revealed severe LV dysfunction with ejection fraction of 30%. 
preserved contractility of apex suggesting stress cardiomyopathy. She was treated with IV diuretics, which helped improve her symptoms. Three days later, the LV function also started to improve. Blood tests revealed highest troponin of 539 nanograms per litre, normal being less than 89. She had further tests such as serial plasma metanephrines and normetanephrines, which were also found to be significantly raised four or five times above the normal values. Furthermore, she also had abdominal ultrasound scan to confirm the diagnosis of pheochromocytoma, which revealed a left adrenal tumour. CT scan confirmed an ovoid tumour with diameter of 27 by 36 by 39 millimetres. She underwent laparoscopic adrenalectomy after pre-treatment with doxazosin and bisoprolol to control blood pressure. Microscopy revealed a circumscribed tumour mass that showed no signs of invasion of neighbouring structures and histology confirmed the diagnosis of pheochromocytoma. Perioperatively, she had sodium nitroprusside and phentolamine followed by hydrocortisone for three weeks postoperatively. After nine days, the plasma metanephrines had normalised. Post-surgery, she has had regular follow-ups with six-monthly plasma metanephrine tests and yearly abdominal ultrasounds, and she remains in remission. Case 2. A 57-year-old male was admitted as out-of-hospital cardiac arrest caused by refractory VF. He had 10 shocks given, as well as a total of 450 mg of IV amiodarone, which resulted in return of spontaneous circulation within 30 minutes. His comorbidities included type 2 diabetes, arterial hypertension and aortic valve replacement with mechanical prosthesis. An ECG showed accelerated idioventricular rhythm and bedside echocardiogram revealed a normal aortic valve prosthesis and moderate systolic dysfunction with ejection fraction of 35% and diffuse hypokinesia. Blood tests showed leukocytosis with peak value of 33.7, metabolic acidosis, hyperglycemia, elevated aminotransferases, creatinine and pancreatic amylase. Troponin was elevated with peak value of 1,398 nanograms per litre, normal value being less than 14. This patient was also intubated on admission and extubated on the third day. Unfortunately, the patient had a complicated hospital stay with multi-organ dysfunction syndrome comprising renal failure, paralytic ileum and pancreatic irritation. During investigation, ultrasound scan of the abdomen detected a mass between the liver and the right kidney, which was confirmed as a right adrenal gland tumour measuring 38 by 35 by 43 millimetres with hyperaccumulation of 123-iodine-MIB on SPECT scan. Although urine, metanephrine and dopamine levels were normal, he had a significantly raised normetanephrine and chromogranin A. All these findings were consistent with the diagnosis of pheochromocytoma. The patient had repeat echocardiogram two weeks later, which showed a normalised LV function and a normal blood pressure. After doxazosin pre-treatment, the patient had laparoscopic adrenalectomy converted to open surgery due to body habitus and anatomical conditions. The metanephrines and chromogranin A concentrations normalised post-surgery and the patient was discharged home with ICD implantation. Four months later, the patient had one shock delivered by ICD for rapid polymorphic VT. The patient had metanephrine tests as well as ultrasound abdomen every six months, but no relapse of tumour was found. Another three years and seven months later, the patient's ICD was upgraded to CRTD due to worsening ejection fraction and heart failure. Unfortunately, the patient died 57 months after index presentation due to respiratory failure from pneumonia and decompensated heart failure. The commonest presentation of pheochromocytoma is fluctuating hypertension. 
In both of these patients, the presentation was with cardiac arrest due to VF and LV dysfunction. In the first case, the diagnosis was made 14 months after initial presentation after recurrent admission with reversible LV function. Although cardiac impairment is present in one in four patients with pheochromocytoma, cardiac arrests are rarely reported. Pheochromocytoma produces catecholamines that are metabolized within chromaffin cells. Norepinephrine is metabolized to normetinephrine and epinephrine into metinephrine. These are then measured in blood and urine for diagnostic purposes and fourfold or higher levels confirm diagnosis. Biochemical tests are typically followed by imaging studies to diagnose pheochromocytoma. These include abdominal ultrasound, CT or MRI. Although not typically used for investigating adrenal tumours, a case study incidentally found adrenal tumour on cardiac MRI in a young patient being investigated for myocarditis. After diagnosis, the patients are treated with alpha and beta blockers prior to surgery. It is important to note that treatment without alpha blockage can result in hypertensive crisis due to unopposed suppression of beta-2-mediated vasodilatation. The tumour is surgically resected under laparoscopy if smaller than 6 cm and larger tumours may have to be resected via laparotomy. The patients are followed up lifelong with interval scans to ensure remission. According to the ESCE, Secondary prevention ICD implantation is recommended in patients with documented VF in the absence of reversible causes with a reasonable life expectancy and a good functional status of greater than one year. ICD implantation in patients with pheochromocytoma is controversial as the LV dysfunction is reversible and there is a lack of evidence on the recurrence of arrhythmia after tumor resection. The first patient discussed in this case series did not have her diagnosis confirmed on first admission when the ICD was implanted. The male patient from the case series had previous valve surgery and LV dysfunction and the ICD implantation did prove useful after one shock was delivered for VT four months after adrenalectomy. This highlights the importance of multidisciplinary approach in decision-making regarding defibrillator devices in these complex cases. The author suggests the following learning points. Pheochromocytoma is a neuroendocrine tumour that produces a spectrum of biologically active substances, most frequently norepinephrine, epinephrine and dopamine. Clinical presentation of pheochromocytoma is variable. Arterial hypertension is a leading manifestation. Other cardiac presentations include atrial or ventricular tachyarrhythmias, adrenergic cardiomyopathy, cardiogenic shock and stroke. Pheochromocytoma should be considered in any cardiomyopathy, cardiac arrest or cardiogenic shock of uncertain etiology as a potential correctable cause. Thank you to the authors of this case report for highlighting this interesting case report for us. And thank you for listening to European Heart Journal case reports podcasts. References and original case reports are available online. Visit academic.oup.com forward slash EHJCR for other interesting case reports. Music is computer by State Shirt.